we know your children mean everything to you as ours do to us that's one reason you homeschool to make sure they get the best possible start at the process effect we read the research on learning and gather the best information then we share the highlights and create ways to incorporate experience-based and research-based processes into your existing practice to support your homeschool. Welcome to the eighth episode of The Process Effect. I am so glad you are here. This episode is titled, How to Learn all summer. In this episode, we will explore two ways to stay sharp while taking a break. Did you know that we really never stop learning? We can, however, always choose what we are learning. By the end of the traditional nine or ten month school year, we're ready for a break. But a break from what? Maybe it's the daily routine of lessons across a range of subjects. Maybe it's the quizzes and writing. Maybe it's reading all the things we're supposed to read instead of what we want to read. Maybe it's field trips when we really want a family holiday instead. When the academic year is done and the testing is complete and the records have been submitted, we think, yay, <laughs> we're free for a few weeks or months. However, unused skills grow rusty. Unused knowledge gets dusty seriously. So as we slow down and gear up for an academic break, let's continue to choose to learn and what to learn. So let me tell you a story. When I was a college student, a professor I knew shepherded several of us in the direction of excellence. Of course, we had no idea at the time that's what was happening to us. But I think I've said in a past podcast, hindsight is twenty twenty. This professor would always ask what we were reading. And when we responded with readings from our classes, she would say, no, 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 no. What are you reading? And by that, of course, what are you choosing to read? That's what she meant. Not what you must read right now for a class, but what you choose to read for your own edification. At first, we would stumble and stammer some invented response, but over time, we learned to gain and hold her respect. And in order to do that, we had to be interested in something and be actively reading about it every day. She confessed to us one day that she read for an hour every morning before breakfast, before anything else, and she expected at least as much from us every day to learn something, to grow our expertise, to someday become almost formidable. But I digress. <laughs> Let's talk about summer and all of that freedom from formal coursework and assignments. And let me suggest two things. First, keep sharpening the mathematics saw. Whether it's practice problems from the most recent math level or exploratory topics from the fall's work that's upcoming curriculum or upcoming level work, do a little low-stakes work in mathematics every day. This, just like the second topic or the second idea that I will give you, is something that the guide for the learner needs to do so that even your teenage learners see that model. It's not just something 
we're telling them to do, but they see us doing it. They see us trying to solve problems. They see us trying to put together one of those difficult wooden puzzles. They see us trying to do some Sudoku puzzle every day and we're really interested in leveling up. They need to see our model so that the learner will adopt our model. Do a little low stakes work in mathematics every day. And that means no book reading, no lesson, no testing, no quizzing, none of that. Instead, just low stakes work. Naturalize mathematics into daily life. Some days take a break to do word puzzles or shape puzzles or number puzzles, but keep the wheels turning. Play games, work problems, and find mathematics in everyday experiences. And what is the benefit? Why not just take a break? Here's the benefit. When the learner returns to formal mathematics work after the break, you will not lose time and attention reviewing in order to move ahead. Instead, you can just continue forward. The low stakes practice work over the summer or over the break becomes a sort of recursive practice. The learner has achieved a certain level already in mathematics, and instead of just staying at that level, they're rehearsing those skills. They're going back into those skills. Instead of just working problems or exercises now, they're trying to go back to see, how can I find this in the natural world? If mathematics is a way of explaining or describing what happens in the world around us, where can I find examples of parabolas? Where can I find examples of something that is exponential in the world? So we're doing that recursive work in order to rehearse. So we recurse to rehearse our skills so that when we want to level up again in the fall, we're so fresh, we're so ready, and we're on it, and nothing in the world is rusty or dusty. Another idea. This is idea number two. Look closely at the reading list for your learner's next English class. If they will focus on English lit or American literature or world literature, whatever it happens to be, if you're following a standards-based or AP style curriculum for English literature and writing, for instance, then look at the reading list or create a reading list from the next year's curriculum, gather those readings, and ask the learner to read those over the summer. This is an informal, low-stakes reading just to try to find the center of the stories. No tests, no essays, no discussion questions, just reading to say, do I get this style? Can I read this? Do I get the center of it? Do I get the story? Do I get the gist of it? Help your learner experience these new and different styles of writing and let them get this first reading underway. Why is this so important? And why not just wait? I mean, it's a break after all, right? <laughs> I could say all of the YOLO things <laughs> since we really only do live once and that is our chance to learn as much as we can. The real reason to read the texts over the summer is that the learner's brain will keep thinking about these texts, solving the problems in each story or poem, even when the learner thinks they are done for now. Your brain never stops thinking about them. Your brain is this beautiful recursive instrument. And so after that initial exposure to the literature, and since every work of literature contains within it 
conflict and problem and the brain loves conflict and problem and wants to solve things even when the reader thinks they are done with the story and they put that book aside the brain is silently working spinning the wheels trying to understand it and that's really important work really important work so when the texts resurface in October or August or February, the learner will encounter them not as a strange new thing, but as something familiar. And that second, deeper, academic, serious, higher stakes reading will yield surprisingly deep responses and understanding. Slow learning, paced learning, incremental recursive learning is optimal learning. Your learner's first chance to adopt this continuous learning model could be this summer break. So try it. Naturalize reading. De-lessonize your mathematics. Commit to the small daily thing. If an hour of reading every morning seems too much at first, it could start as 10 minutes. You can do it, and your learner can, too. Wow. <laughs> You are still here. I know some days are wonderful, while others can be discouraging. Even at this time of year, even when you know you're almost done and summer is so close, you can almost touch it. I know sometimes it can seem overwhelming, but you can do this. You are the right person for this job at this moment. And somewhere someone believes in you. I know I do. Just keep going.